time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. It's time for another Retirement Roadmap Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to greensbororetirement.com. And Glenn, looking forward to the podcast today. We're talking about tax consequences. And although we're not in tax season as we're recording this, taxes are always something we should kind of keep at the forefront of our minds, right? Oh, you're absolutely right, Walter. We've got to make sure that we're planning all year round for uh, the future things that might pop up in our tax equation. And it's the difference between tax filing and tax planning. Filing you do kind of once a year. Planning you're always keeping in the back of your mind. But it's uh, you know a little bit difficult sometimes, Glenn, because there are different types of accounts out there, as we all know. And they all end up having their own nuances, their own tax consequences. So I was wondering if on today's show we could talk about the advantages and disadvantages of different accounts and how you use them, or maybe how you don't use them, and and why, in retirement planning. So let's start with maybe the ones people are familiar with most, 401ks and IRAs, things like that, these tax-deferred accounts. What is it meant by tax-deferred, and what is there to know? Well, you know, Walter, when we talk about a tax-deferred account, I mean, really what we're talking about, I mean, deferred is a fancy word for just being postponed, right? I mean, the the taxes uh, are only going to be you know assessed as the money comes out of the account. So, in other words, um, th- these were pre-tax dollars that went in. They, you know, normally, either if it was a four hundred one k, that you know they came out through payroll deductions or IRAs. You you made a conscious decision and you know put put money into you know, that account. You know, with either the brokerage house or the bank or wherever you have your IRA at. And so you you get the tax deduction for the IRAs, or it was just you know that you didn't you, you know with the 401ks, it just never showed up on your on your pay stub as as something that you were assessed taxes on. It was it all all that came out pre-tax. So what ends up happening is is then when you reach your retirement years and you start taking the money out, that is when Uncle Sam re, you know expects you to report those dollars on your tax return as as you know something that's going to be subject to taxation. Mm. And so you know though you're going to get a 1099 at the end of the year and it'll say okay you took out x number of dollars and this is the taxable amount and so that will be reported on the tax return wow yeah i think that's um it's good to look at these tax deferred accounts and then how they're different from other types of accounts that are tax free this is where the nuances become important these are things like roth iras but i guess even that tax free accounts are even that's a little bit misleading right you've just already paid the tax well, that's right. I mean, you've paid the taxes. Let's say, for instance, if you're if you're putting money into a Roth um, account, those are after-tax dollars that have gone in, that are going in or that are funding those types of accounts. And so, like you say, you've already paid taxes. Now, the the difference being is is that the growth inside of that Roth is going to be tax-free, assuming that you follow. You know, there's there's a few rules to be aware of, and we won't go into all the details of of those today because that's a whole other that's a whole other uh, storyline. But there's a a few rules to follow with with the Ross, but as, assuming that you follow through on those, then the money that comes out, what you put in, as well as the earnings, are are going to be tax free. And you know, with with the with the um, deferred tax accounts, then you, you you're putting in pre tax dollars, and both the money that you put in and the earnings are going to be subject to taxation. So there's quite a bit of difference there. And really, I mean, when when we're thinking about planning and and so forth through through retirement. 
one of the things that folks need to keep in mind is is that you know when you move into retirement years, your tax situation is going to change in most like in most cases you know, pretty pretty um, substantially because most people are used to you know they do their tax returns and their income is more often than not simply just their wages or they might have some interest from a bank account or maybe maybe one one other thing here or there. But for the most part, it's it's a very simple tax return, um, unless you have your own business or something. And then when you move into retirement, now all of a sudden you're going to have different income streams. You know, you, you might you know you're going to have Social Security at some point, which is going to be treated differently than anything else in in the tax code. And then you're going to have possibly distributions from IRAs or 401ks or, or distribution from a Roth that might be tax-free. And then there's, you know, then there's um, you know money that you might have in a, in a regular brokerage account. So all of a sudden now we're now we're looking at variety of different you know, income streams that might not have the same you know tax consequences when when we're looking at the tax code. Some things are going to be treated as ordinary income. Some things might be ta- you know capital gains or dividend income, and then Social Security is like. Like I say, it's kind of a hybrid in that it's not inherently taxable, but it can become subject to taxation if you have enough other income. So all of those, all how we use these accounts in retirement and, and, and when you take certain uh, monies out of other in one account versus another and when you turn on Social Security, that's part of that tax planning that you, we, were, we were talking about at the very beginning is, is, you know, what do you tap into and when? And that that's where it gets, you know, you, you get to be where you're, you're, you're really, you know, exercising the planning versus just tax preparation. I always like to say tax preparation is recording history and, you know, tax planning is, is that you're, you're being proactive going forward. Mm. That's a really good point. And know the differences between tax deferred accounts, tax free accounts, and the nuances between the two. What about taxable accounts? So there's deferred, free, now taxable accounts. I guess an example of this would be an after tax brokerage account. How do you utilize those or what is their proper place in retirement planning? Well, that's right. I mean, so, some folks have those accounts where they've had extra money that they've saved and they've, they've put it into a brokerage account. And depending upon what that money is positioned into, um, if it's if it's into um, certain stocks, it might pay dividends. Um, others might have uh, capital gains or capital losses, depending upon how the performance of, of what what was uh, you know what was there with that particular stock or in that holding. Or if they hold any any kind of bonds in that type of account, they might have interest, and that interest is going to be treated as as ordinary income, similar to you know the interest that you know that you might have in a bank account or whatnot. But if you have a, a stock that went up in value and then you know and you held it for a, you know a year or more then and you sold it well then you might have long-term capital gains you know taxes to consider or if you held it for less than a year it'd be short-term capital gains and dividends are treated as well in a different way so there's all of those all of those nuances that are that are there within that type of an account and that leaves you know planning opportunities as to when you when you tap into or when you might sell something or or when you might not want to sell something, and you know, like we were talking about before, we've got those the pre-tax accounts or the tax-deferred accounts, and you have Social Security. All of these different accounts are going to play into one another. If we're if we're doing real true holistic planning and we're doing tax planning, we're going to want to strategize about how we coordinate what we take out and when. Because frankly, I mean, if you if you don't do that, you're going to end up having money falling through the cracks where you send Uncle Sam extra dollars that you didn't need to. 
And so we, we really want to you know take a step back and say, okay, what what kind of accounts do we have? You know, where you know where you know where is it going to make most sense to draw from this year versus next year? They, they might they might be a little bit different. And so that's where you know active planning and active management is, is really going to be paramount when we're thinking about you know how to really create that income stream in retirement. Consequences, the name of the game, certainly of the tax situations that we find ourselves in and trying to navigate through these tax-deferred accounts and tax-free accounts and brokerage accounts and the different implications that those are going to have. And, you know, none of this, I guess, Glenn, is a bad thing. I mean, even though we've got a taxable account and we're going to be paying capital gains on some of those gains, I mean, a gain is not a bad thing. Uh, paying capital gains means you made money. So it's not something to shy away from, but you got to keep it in context maybe with well, if we take gains on this particular account at the same time, we're going to maybe do a distribution from something like a tax-deferred account. Timing really becomes important, and I'm sure there are situations where it makes sense to, you know, save some gains or take losses at the right time. That's where the true strategy comes in. Oh, there's no doubt about it, and it also depends upon what you know what tax bracket you're in. You know, I mean, you know, as you as you move to the uh, you know to the upper brackets. You know, you, you can have uh, assessment of uh, of long-term capital gains taxes, but if you're in some of the lower brackets, you know, you don't actually end up paying long-term capital gains. That's kind of a, one of those things that most people don't really realize. But just because you have a, a long-term capital gain, you might not be exposed to that in terms of taxation, depending upon what tax bracket you're in. And that's again, that's part of that planning as to when when are we gonna when are we gonna take those gains and when are we not? And maybe you have one year where you have a little bit more income than another and then you're close to that threshold of going into the next bracket it really all, all plays into how do we how do we manage that and how do we keep the m more money in your pocket versus you know sending unnecessary dollars to Uncle Sam all these things very important to keep in mind now I know CDs certificates of deposit haven't been as popular over the last several years because of their extremely low interest rates and uh, basically you know you get it's like saving into a savings account at this point in terms of the return on them but uh, people do still have certificates of deposit maybe from a while back or maybe if interest rates start to increase they'll become more popular again what's there to consider from a tax standpoint with CDs well CDs are, are in essence they're at the banks or the credit unions and, and those types of accounts and like you say I mean you, you could have a savings account or a money market account they're all going to be treated the same way in terms of the taxation and that you're gonna the interest that you earn is going to be ordinary income and what happens is if it's a bank account like that then that 1099 is going to be issued every single year whether you want to or not or whether you leave those that interest in the account or not it's going to be reported to Uncle Sam that 1099 when, that you get at the end of January every year and it's then going to have to be reported on, on you know on your tax return as ordinary income or that interest income and so that's that's something to consider you know and, and sometimes you find situations where folks have money in, in CDs or, or in a savings account that they really don't need access to you know right away but they want to keep it you know safe from uh, from market risk and that's where sometimes we, we can manage those taxes a little bit by utilizing you know a a lot of people don't realize that you can have a, a deferred annuity or a multi-year guaranteed annuity that is similar to a, a CD type of product, but except that, of course, it's with the insurance industry. But it, that doesn't necessarily have to have you know income you know stream coming from it. It, it can just be a deferred annuity. And the interesting thing is is that you could put money into that type of a of a policy, and it might be just a, f a few year policy. It might.
might be a short-term policy similar to something that you would see with a CD. And the interest that is paid to that is, is typically a little bit higher than what the bank pays. But also, what's what's interesting is is that as long as that interest is inside of that annuity, then the interest is not going to be subject to taxation. In other words, it's tax deferred, and it's only going to be you know reported on a 1099 when you actually take the interest out. Whereas on the bank account, it's going to be reported you know every year, no matter what. And so that's that's sometimes a strategy that folks like to use, you know, for for a couple reasons. Number one, to manage taxes, but also number two is that um, you know those types of you know, shorter term annuities can, you know, can pay more interest than does a CD. So it, it can kind of be a winner in, in a couple of different ways. Of course, you know, there's, there's, as we talk about any kind of products, there's pluses and minuses. You know, one of the things that you have to consider is, is that, you know, if you, if you're putting money into an annuity, you might have, you know, a, a surrender charge or a penalty for early withdrawal, like you might have with a uh, CD. And so you want to know all the ins and outs of it, but it's certainly a, a planning tool that can be utilized. I guess one last thing that we should throw into the mix if we're talking about tax consequences and retirement planning, Glenn, would be life insurance. And, you know, you could probably do a whole podcast on its own, I guess, just talking about taxes and life insurance. But how does that fit into the equation as we also keep in mind these other things? Well, I mean, Walter, one of the things that, about life insurance is we, you know, as most people know that the death benefits are going to come, you know, tax free. Right. There's, so there's not going to be any taxes on that. So that makes it a very useful uh, product in terms of estate planning or like if, you know, if you have a, you know, if you're going to need to replace income for a spouse, if one spouse, uh, you know, predeceases the other, you know, that that can that can really be a, a useful thing to have that 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 benefit come in, you know, in, on a tax free basis. It's also possible if you've got a life insurance policy that um, has built up cash value or accumulation value inside where you can actually access that money through a policy loan and you know and, and that's not a taxable event and in essence you know again you can start to manage your taxes because you know of, of the different tax treatment of different assets and and, and how you t- you know take advantage of them as to where you are in your tax life or your tax planning for that particular year and so there's there's some tax advantages to being able to use those products sometimes it's a good fit for folks and then sometimes it's not as good a fit but again when you're when you're doing that holistic planning we want to look at all the different possible possibilities and see what's going to make the most sense for your individual situation. And Glenn, if we're keeping all these things in mind, I know that you offer a free consultation to start the conversation about these different things. What does that meeting look like? And, And how do I know if I'd be a good candidate to come in and talk a little bit about the taxes that might be in my portfolio or might be in my retirement plan? Well, I mean, Walter. I mean, as like as we've as we've talked about in in, in many uh, in many shows before. I mean, we we you know we get together. We're we're just looking to have a conversation to explore possibilities and to see uh, you know if if you have you know everything taken care of. A lot of times, folks just want to get a second opinion. Um, what I do find though is a lot of times is that folks have you know they might have an advisor. But that advisor is, you know, is it can't really give them any kind of uh, you know tax advice um, because the, you know they they don't do tax preparation or tax planning in a lot of uh, brokerage firms or banks and that type of thing. And so you know when when you're when you come in and, and work with us, obviously we we do the tax planning and the tax preparation. We actually have a CPA who helps us, you know, you know go through tax season and 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 do the tax filings and whatnot. And we look at you know how do we how do we put these accounts together and where do you pull from first and and uh, you know and and is this year is this tax year a little different than the other? 
And so that's part of our discovery process to find out, you know, are you are you only looking at, you know, how to manage the money that's in a particular account, or are you really looking at the whole picture as to, you know, how much money are you going to actually be able to keep and utilize? And of course, that's that holistic planning, and then and we were taking taxes into account. So that's like I say, that's going to be part of that discovery meeting, and we're gonna we're just gonna you know, take it step by step, have a good conversation, and see, you know, hey, are there places that are that are where you're missing out? on and do you have money falling through the cracks just simply because you know you're not dotting all the i's or crossing all the t's with that holistic planning well if you'd like to get in touch with glenn mosseller and set up a time to meet for a complimentary consultation to talk about the tax consequences of your portfolio and talk a little bit about how you're preparing for retirement where you might be able to improve uh, your current strategy the number to call as always is 336-291- 3535. That's 336-291-3535. And always online at greensbororetirement.com. Just look at the uh, bottom of the page. You'll see free consultation listed there. You can click and schedule online. You can even select what kind of meeting you'd like to have, income planning, social security analysis, tax review, portfolio review, those kinds of things. Uh, It helps us know a little bit more about what you're interested in specifically talking about. And uh, of course, we can do the broader review as well. 336-291-3535. Also, again, that number to call. We'll talk to you again on the next podcast with Glenn Mosseller right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. Next time around, we're going to be talking about legacy planning and some of the things you need to keep in mind when it comes to preparing for even beyond your life. What role is estate and legacy planning going to uh, play in your financial plan overall? Are you looking out for the next generation? Is that important to you? What should that conversation look like? We'll delve into that on the next podcast, so be sure to join us then. 